What's happening, everyone? Welcome in Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek, Frederick News Post Force Department, here with you. And on this week's episode, very pleased to welcome back to the program AJ Stewart, uh, the coach of the Urbana field hockey team. Uh, the Hawks claimed another uh, Central Maryland Conference field hockey championship on Saturday with a 2-1 win over Walkersville. So we'll talk to uh, Coach Stewart about that and about about her team's uh, prospects as, as they get uh, ready to uh, begin the playoffs on Monday. Ur- 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 Urbana's um, been uh, to, to the state final uh, in t- 2019, and they've been knocking on the door in recent years. So we'll get Coach Stewart's uh, outlook on her team's uh, playoff chances as well. Uh, but first, uh, let's take a broader look uh, around the county with with John Cannon, uh, who is here. And uh, John, we had the the CMC title games on uh, Saturday at uh, Utica Park, or like we mentioned, Urbana beat uh, Walkersville in field hockey, and then Tuscarora, sort of as expected, swept both of the soccer championships. Uh, the girls beat uh, Brunswick uh, four to one. Um, in a rematch of the um, Frederick County Championship game in the spring, uh, the, the Tuscarora won four nothing, and then um, the uh, Tuscarora boys uh, uh, beat Middletown. Um, uh, final score of that was uh, three nothing, and uh, that was also a rematch of the county championship game that uh, uh, Middletown uh, actually beat Tuscarora. Um, in during the spring season in PKs, so Tuscarora sweeps um, the uh, s- the soccer championships. Or Urbana wins the field hockey championships. And uh, Catoctin wanted to get your thoughts on this. Uh, uh, Catoctin um, fell to North Hagerstown, uh, and North Hagerstown is probably the best volleyball team in the state mm-hmm. in the championship game. But Catoctin ha- had a notable result just to get into that game last week. Yeah, actually, <laughs> in our podcast last week, I think we just assumed that it would be an all-Washington County uh, volleyball final. And uh, uh, what happened is Catoctin ended up knocking off Williamsport um, in the regular season finale or their their, or their Gambrel division finale. And so then they needed an, another result. They needed uh, – another ha- thing to happen for them to win that division and it happened and they uh they were into the CM- cmc championship match they're a good solid team i mean they um earlier in the year they beat smithsburg which raised some eyebrows but the williamsport i mean williamsport's only loss coming into that match was against north hagerstown right <laughs> you know two powers and katoctin comes in there and knocks them off and and, and williamsport to, to give you an idea how good they are williamsport beat urbana earlier this week which is our top team but I could talk to him, man, manage that win. That's a that's a signature victory for sure. Yeah, and, and, and it got him in the championship game, and it was a cool experience uh, for the, for those girls uh, to play in the championship game, even though um, they ran into a juggernaut team mm-hmm. uh, in North Hagerstown. So uh, here we are on the on, on the cusp of the playoffs for all these sports. As we record this, uh, some of the first round games have actually already been played uh, in in soccer. Um, and we also enter the final week, believe it or not, of the football regular season, week nine. Um, and uh, sort of the drama has been taken out of the out of the football week because every team makes the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, before teams would be playing to get in or, or, or playing maybe for a better seed. Now it's just strictly for seeding because of the rule change due to the pandemic year. Um, every, everyone makes the playoffs in football, so so even teams. Like Catoctin, which doesn't have a win yet, one win TJ, one win Tuscarora, three win Urbana, Oakdale's 500. The, those those teams all have their playoff spots 
uh, secured heading into the final week, so that so there won't be a lot of drama for the final week of the football season. Yeah, of course. The the one game that jumps out is that Middletown Walkersville game, um, because you know both teams are good. You know which one's better, and uh, they play this week, and then do they play again in the playoffs? You know that could right. be an interesting. Yeah, they're they're they I think they're in line to be like the three and four seed in the region, so yeah. this is, so they'll face other other teams teams that are potentially seated a little higher than them but but given frederick county's history our middle our middle town and walkersville better than oakland mills who might be the top seed in the region and and and, and some of these other other schools the, they might be the the best two teams uh in the 2a west and and that middletown walkersville game will happen on a thursday night uh it's supposed to be very rainy on friday and with that tur- with that natural grass field at walkersville rather they they want to get that game uh, away from the rain, um, and then and then it's it's rivalry week. Uh, you you have uh, Ligonor and Urbana playing in football, Catoctin and Brunswick, um, uh, TJ and Frederick, and then uh, sort of a pseudo uh, rivalry in Oakdale and Tuscarora. It's sort of become their de facto rivalry game, even though there's not a great history mm-hmm. between those schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that'll round out the football uh, regular season. Uh, so, so we 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 head into the playoffs. So uh, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, L- L- Ligonor is probably going to get a first round bye because there's only uh, seven teams in their region. Um, uh, Frederick and Oakdale are in their region along with Damascus. So that that's a really powerhouse region there. Uh, uh, whoever comes out of that region will have a have a great look at, at winning a state title. You would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walkersville and Middletown does the winner of that uh, make a, uh, make a run. Brunswick in in, in Class One A can uh, they're uh, going to have a home game, uh, maybe two. Um, uh, can, can they can they uh, get to the quarterfinals or maybe even the semifinals um, in, in in football with, with their uh, young team and their young quarterback? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we here we are. It's it, it, it's a fun time of year. Playoffs. Uh, the, the the games are are all uh, important. A lot of do do or die games. So mm-hmm. it should be uh, fun to watch all of this unfold. So, uh, John, uh, thanks as always for coming mm-hmm. in and uh, stay with us, folks. Because when we come back uh, on the other side of this short break, uh, AJ Stewart will be here, the coach of the CMC champion Urbana field hockey team. Stay with us. As we mentioned at the top of the program, the Urbana field hockey team once again champions of the Central Maryland Conference. The Hawks beat Walkersville in the championship game 2-1 on Saturday at Utica uh, District Park. Uh, goals were scored by Caitlin McNerney and uh, Nia Comey-Jarvis. Did I, did I say that right, Coach? Yeah, correct. Uh, assists by McNerney and uh, Caitlin Mogar and uh, Mackenzie Steinheimer uh, made the save that she was called on to make. Uh, the coach of the Hawks is AJ Stewart, and you, you just heard her a second ago, and uh, we're happy to have her back on the program. Welcome, AJ. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Well, what, what did that mean? What did that win mean uh, for, uh, for you and your girls on Saturday, being being CMC champions again? Uh, it was a great like stepping stone for us to um, move on to the regional playoff tournament, and um, it was a really fun competitive game. Um, we've had two super competitive games with Walkersville this year. The first game went into overtime. Um, and then this game was a, another, you know, pretty close battle. Yeah, were, were, were you expecting a, a, a tight game given that you played the overtime game earlier in the season? 
yes, we were expecting a tight game. They've got a <clears throat> a core of really good players. Um, they're a very improved team, really well coached. And so um, we call them, they have the power five players. So we, um, you know, we expected a tough game. How much has your team grown this season? Because you're not as experienced, especially in the midfield, as, as you have been in, in recent seasons. So just talk about the growth of, of your team to, to go from where you were the first day of practice to where you were Saturday uh, lifting the trophy. Okay, yeah. So we um, we have um, we were kind of in a little bit of a rebuilding the year this year as we lost uh, 10 seniors, four of which went on to play in college. And... Um, so this year, uh, we've had a lot of players that have really stepped up and filled some big shoes, um, including our middies. And, uh, you know, we're super proud of everything that they've accomplished so far and hoping to accomplish more. But, yeah, the midfielders are, um, you know, the links to the offense and the defense. And um, they've been working really hard to improve, fill some big shoes. They've really stepped up this year. Um, one of our key midfielders right now, uh, we moved from defense, uh, is Amanda Talbot, and she's also our top scorer. Yeah, tell us about Amanda. So Amanda is very dynamic. Uh, she's got great skills. Uh, she's quick. She's got a great shot on goal. Um, she's very smart and knowledgeable about the game. She plays year-round uh, with the Metro Hockey Club, and um, she's kind of... Um, kind of run our midfield a little bit, so to speak, as our center mid um, since a few games into the season, I'd say maybe game six. We we moved her up from defense, realizing that we needed a little extra support there. Yeah, and what were your expectations to start the season, given that you lost some really key players to graduation and you, you had some new faces and you weren't sure exactly what you had in that midfield. Just, just what sort of season were you expecting when uh, when, when things got started in August? Um, I was just expecting um, a lot more uh, competitive games as we have had this year, um, and uh, just you know expecting a lot of learning going on, um, and you know just a lot of developing of some of our younger players. But like I said, they have. Um, this team has got a great spirit about them. They're fun. They like to play together. They pass really well. They work together as a team really well. They play with a purpose. And so I just yeah, I feel like they've really stepped up this year as a team. How, how do you feel about playing the competitive games? Because in previous seasons, you guys have been so good where the games haven't been so competitive. So to, so to get pushed a little bit, how, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Oh, we love it. We love competition. Um, We've had a lot of really tight games this year. We went to overtime with Middletown and Walkersville, um, which was, was super fun. Um, and, like, you know, Catoctin's really improved this year. Um, Tuscarora's really improved this year. Like I said, Walkersville's really improved. You, you're telling me Frederick High's uh, really improved. Frederick too. High's yeah. really improved. Um, so it, it's been really fun. We've got a lot of really good competitive teams in Frederick County that I think are going to go really far. And playoffs this year. And what is the benefit to playing all those close and competitive games? Uh, the benefit is you learn how to kind of dig deep. You learn how to make adjustments. Um, you learn. You get your weaknesses get exposed. Um, so it you know it, it makes you better because you know sometimes when you play a team that's not real competitive, you don't learn. And so we've been able to kind of learn and take away from every game we've played this year. Um, to kind of go into the next game with some type of 
um, new skill, new ideas, um, new methods of doing things so that we can be successful. So we've made a lot of adjustments from from day one. Yeah, uh, Caitlin uh, McNerney, uh, she she had a goal and assist in the in the championship game. A really a really nice season. Um, uh, Ten goals, uh, three assists. Um, uh, according to the stat sheet I have in front of me, 23 points. She's right up there with Amanda. Tell us about uh, Caitlin. So Caitlin McNerney is our right wing, um, and she's just a clutch player. She um, she went in in overtime um, against Walkersville and scored us that game-winning goal. She knows how to step to the ball. She knows how to dodge the goalie. She's smart, um, and she's just and she's and she's also a great teammate, a great passer. Yeah, and, and Caitlin Mogar uh, too, uh, one of your top stores. Uh, she had an older sister that, that played for you, right? Well, her older sister played for Oakdale. Oh, or, or Oakdale, uh, c- uh, correct? Yeah. So the, yeah, the Mogars are sort of all over the Frederick County <laughs> uh, field hockey map, but 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 Caitlin's a young player too. Yes, uh, she's only a sophomore. She was on our team, our varsity team last year as a freshman. She didn't get a lot of time, but she learned a lot, um, and she's really evolved. She is our um, inserter on corners. And she is also um, a key contributor on our midfield. Yeah, and uh, I was I was impressed when I saw you guys play Ligonor. Yeah, you, you had a nice win over Ligonor in the mid part of the season, and I was impressed at how good an athlete that that that, that Naya was, and, and and how much athleticism she brings to your team. Just if you could talk about her um, yeah, contribution. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Nia is um, she's very athletic. She moves really well. She cuts to every ball. She's able to see when she needs to dodge the goalie and when she needs to pass. So you'll notice that she's she's had a lot of nice assists this year from the stat sheet um, because she knows when um, her side of the goal isn't open that a pass to the other side might be. She's really smart. She is uh, a great team captain. She's an awesome leader. She motivates the team. Um, she's always the, you know the one that... Um, contributes positive feedback to her teammates um and she's just an an overall super positive kid works really hard she's one of the last ones on the field picking up the balls or getting the balls together for the next drill she she's been awesome this year and and i see that you have two goalies uh that that, that play quite a bit that they have they've gotten a lot of experience uh this season uh mckenzie uh has, has had a great season uh, her her save percentage is uh, is eighty five percent, and then you also have uh, Celeste uh, uh, Valerio, um, and 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 she's gotten quite a bit of experience too. So, I mean, having having two keepers that they could play and and win you a game that that's a pretty nice luxury, especially as we head in, into the playoffs here. If you could talk talk about your two goalies, yes, our two goalies um work together really well. They're very supportive of one another. They warm each other up each and every day. Um, so they've done a nice job of, you know, just competing each day in practice. Uh, they have a little series that they do where they're 10 on, 10 off. They rotate really well. Um, and so they've had, you know, nine shutouts um, combined this year. But I will say, like, the true heart of our defense is Paige Humbert. She's yeah. our sweeper. She's honestly the best player on the field every single game. Um and she has saved our butts multiple times in games. Yeah. Wh- so, what makes Paige such a special player? She's fast. She's quick. She knows how to um, break down her steps to the ball and, and take that ball away and, and get it to where it needs to go. She's really good at finishing the ball as well. She stays really low. Um, but she also commands the defense really nicely in that she takes care of 
all of the uh, backs that are in front of her. And we have a really stellar uh, starting defense with um, Cameron Burley. Um, we have Carmen Vega. And then we have Grace Hostler, who basically moved back from midfield to play uh, defense for us when Talbot moved up. Yeah, I mean, when you have all the shutouts uh, that you guys have this season, it's more than just uh, the, the goalies that are, are uh, contributing um, uh, to that mark, obviously. You guys were 12-2 and two this season. That, that, that's pretty good for a so-called <laughs> uh, re, re, rebuilding season, right? Uh, uh, CMC champions, Spires Division champions, you guys won uh, the Mid-Maryland uh, Invitational. Uh, so, so it's been a really uh, strong season for you guys, despite the fact that you have a lot of new faces. You have to be really encouraged by that. Yes, we are. We have a really nice team, like I said. We have a lot of kids that contribute a lot each and every day, um, including like Helena Ortiz. Um, she does a great job for us as our center forward. She's a really nice little cutter, and she's quick. She passes really well with Nia and um, Caitlin McNerney. Um, we have Casey Draves and Lindsey Krogan on the midfield that also help us out and do a really nice job for us. Um, so we have a lot of really, really nice players, and we have some younger players that are going to earn starting positions next year that are right now in the backup roles but ready to uh, move forward. Yeah. How long have you been uh, doing this, AJ? Uh, this is our 27th season at Urbana. You, your 27th season uh, coaching field hockey at Urbana. Correct, yes. Before that, I was at TJ uh, for a couple years um, with uh, Pam Dove. I was the JV coach. Yeah. So um, so basically 29 years. Did you ever think you would be coaching that long when, when, when you started down this road? Um, I don't know. I don't think I ever really thought about it. I just kind of took it year by year. But I've always enjoyed it. Um, it's like the something I really look forward to. Um, so um, and I've had, you know, a wealth of really great players. And, you know, we've been very fortunate in the Urbana community. We've had, you know, a lot of support, great families. Uh, we have a lot of kids that we try to hook, you know, into the game and, and try to get them to play as much as possible year-round with club and, and try to offer a lot of opportunities so that, you know, the kids can get a stick in their hand more. And that's really what has attributed to the success of our Frederick County teams is we have a lot of coaches on board um, that are encouraging their players to seek out higher-level play. And it's been really fun to compete in, you know, so many tough games this year. That, that's a se nice segue into something I wanted to ask you. What What is the state of field hockey in, in the county right now? I mean, it, it's been a while since we've had a state champ. I mean, you guys have knocked on the door in recent years. A finalist, state finalist in 2019, lost a crushing game. Semifinalist in 13 and 17. Um, Oakdale uh, also made the finals in uh, 2019. Uh, Frederick's been to the semifinals uh, in 2002, but, but uh, Ligonor finalists in 2014, 2012. So we've had some moments here in the county, but it's been since 1993 right. um, since we since Ligonor uh, 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 won a state title, and that that's our last county state champion. So so where is the county now uh, in in terms of just overall level of play compared to the rest of the state? Is is there is there a big gap is is the gap closing or, or where I, is frederick I, county right i think now? we're right up there knocking on the door we're ready to to get in there because like you said in 2019 oakdale was there we were there you know it was exciting um and so we have a lot of really good talented teams that um i think are going to do really well 
And, uh, you know, sadly in 2A, there's four Frederick County teams that are going to unfortunately have to knock each other out. But I think that we're going to do really well, and I'm excited. Like Catoctin, you know, they're really improved this year. I think they could do well, um, you know, in 1A. And, you know, we'll see who who gets there with Oakdale, Ligonor, Middletown, Walkersville in 2A. Uh, Tuscarora's really improved. I think they could do well in 3A, you know, um, and you know, Frederick, we'll see, you know, so I'm really hopeful. We all root for each other. Um, all of the coaches in Frederick County, we all have a good camaraderie. You know, we, we want to see each other, you know, be successful. So I'm, I think we're knocking at the door and I, I'm hoping somebody gets there. Why, why has the level of field hockey steadily, be, steadily been improving in the County? Uh, we have a lot of really good coaches that have been sticking around and, um, you know, encouraging kids to play, having kids fall in love with the game. Um, so I think that that is going to be key and just the fact that we have so many more kids playing year-round at some of our clubs and so forth, getting to, you know, getting that exposure, um, wanting to play in college. It just really elevates the level of play for everyone. Yeah, you mentioned you have some year-round players. What sort of opportunities do kids have to play field hockey outside of the high school setting? So we have a lot of club teams in the area. Um, many of my girls have played for Metro Hockey Club, um, and they're a really top-level club. They've done really well. Like I said, that club put four of my players in college uh, play this year, and so all of them are doing really well. So, you know, it's really exciting. Um, there's the Legacy um, team that is um, being run by the Walkersville coach, and she's done a really nice job with it. I have a lot of players on my JV team that have played for Legacy and done really well and um, shown off their skills this year at the JV level. Um, there is um, a, a, the Malik team is out there. And yeah, Coach Malik of, uh, at Oakdale, right? Mm, yeah. Yep. And I know Charlotte, um, the coach for Ligonor, does a really nice job uh, with some of our players. Um, in that program. So we have a variety of, and I have, you know, a kid that plays for a uh, Howard County team. Uh, I can't remember what they're called, Wildcats or something. But yeah, we have a variety of kids that have kind of, um, uh, Caitlin Mogar plays for Freedom, which is a really good program as well. So, um, you know, it's been fun. Yeah, because when you hear about the club opportunities, you often hear about soccer uh, and, and all the club opportunities that exist there. But but it, it sounds like there are a lot of club opportunities uh, for, for kids that want to play year-round field hockey, too. Yeah. So. And our club coaches are very respectful of high school field hockey. In other words, they don't ask the kids to play in tournaments on weekends when we're in season. So they do it during the off-season, which I think has been awesome. Right. You guys have a turf field at Urbana. There's there's lots of turf fields in the county now. How how does the game change uh, on a turf field compared to natural grass? The game on turf is a totally different level. It's so much faster. Um, the ball moves the way it's supposed to move without any bounce. Uh, it moves quickly. Um, your passes are just so much more crisp. Um, it's just such a better game. There's more scoring. So... It's just it's a it's a much better game. It's a faster surface. Um, it's it's much it's much more enjoyable for everyone, officials, coaches, and players. Right, but but you guys practice. Yeah, your your practice field is a natural grass field. Uh, I mean, is that is that a dynamic that you have to deal with uh, tr translating from the 
practice in the grass to, to the turf because it seems like it would be like two different games almost yeah so we're really fortunate at urbana because our athletic director coach hines loves the field hockey team and so he gives us um some pretty good turf time but this year we had a lot of grass games so having that grass surface was nice to prepare for those games so one week we had um we had the Tuscarora game, and then the next day we had a turf game. So basically what we did was we, um, we basically did half the practice on grass, half the practice on turf for the whole week to prepare for both of those games because they were back-to-back. Right, because it wasn't long ago that your practice field was your, was your game field, too. Mm-hmm. You guys had that beautiful, pristine field yeah. right, right, right in the middle mm-hmm. of the parking lot uh, in, in front of school there. Uh, but you guys have primarily been playing on the turf, right, uh, since, since it was installed uh, yes. uh, at, at the stadium? Yeah. Um, what do you enjoy the most about your job? I mean, what, what, what keeps bringing you back um, season after season? Um, I'd say I love the kids. I love the players. You know, they're awesome. They're fun to be around. They want to get better. Um, they love to compete. Um, so I think that's been like, you know, it's just, it's, they're a joy to be around, they're, you know, a lot of fun. Um, but I mean, we have a lot of uh, really great coaches at Urbana that I've learned a lot from, which has also been fun. I like the people that I work with. This year, we, um, we added a former player to our coaching staff, Taylor Bowen. Uh, she, she was our JV coach this year. She played at Frostburg um, and she graduated from Urbana, I think in 2013. So that was kind of nice to bring her back and have her be a part of our our program this year. When do you start thinking about a season? Like oh, the uh, day it ends. <laughs> the, the 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 day it ends. You're already you're already thinking about mm-hmm. next season and, yep. and what what you have to do. And when did when does the work in earnest begin? Uh, do, you, do you give yourself some some time off, or is it is it um, is it March, April, May? Like when when do you start really preparing for a season? So we so the day we we finish our season. Um, we basically uh, kind of evaluate ourselves as far as coaches, our players, um, and start preparing for what do we, what can we do better for the following year. Um, but we, you know, we usually don't get back on the field with our players until summer league. Okay, and, and when does that start? Uh, usually starts in June. Okay, and, and and you go a few nights a week, or how how, how does the yeah, summer the league summer league is uh, ten games, five weeks. You get two games a week, and it's sponsored by the uh, FCA. Okay, so it's sort of like the football and the seven on sevens, and and, and, and doing that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of the field hockey version of that. Uh, so so by the time August rolls around and it's the first official day of practice, uh, your your girls have already sort of they're well into the program, and 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 it, it doesn't take long to get. Uh, up and running I'm, I'm sure in August yeah well especially this year because we got a spring season and then we so our spring season ended in April and then in June we were back on the field together for summer league and then early August or mid-August we were you know starting our season so it was kind of nice because there wasn't a lot of downtime this year yeah, was was that the real value to the spring season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, there wasn't a lot of time to there I wasn't mean, a lot of downtime it was kind of nice right um, on your staff um, uh, your daughters have really been been helping you out, Megan, Megan, Molly. Um, yes. And do you both coach for you now, or Molly does? Or no, so so our daughter Molly got married to a Green Beret, and he got uh, stationed in Fort Lewis, Washington State. Oh no, kidding! Wow. So they so they moved out there 
And um, so she was a part of our coaching staff for four years. And we were grooming her to take over the position. Um, yeah, this is, this is where I'm going. I want to ask about, uh, no one's chasing you out the door, but I just wanted to know if you had a succession plan in place for you. And what were you planning on handing the program to one of your daughters? Yes, one day? so Molly was um, going to be taking over the program and um, just a little change of fate. So <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to wait around until she comes back. They're there for three years. Um, but Meg coached for you too, right? So Meg coached our JV team in the spring, um, and she did a great job with the program. And um, she's helped us out a few games um, this year, but, you know, she she can't really come for any of the uh, the early arrivals. So, But, um, yeah, both of my daughters are really good coaches. They're very good technical coaches. They, they know the game really well. They both played at the collegiate level. So, um, so they're very knowledgeable. But your vision was you, you'd stop coaching and then one of them would, would, I would take make sure over? We have a, uh, yeah, I'd like to have, make sure we have a steward at the helm just to make sure that my uh, something I've started from the beginning, you know. Right. Yeah, you, you started the, the program uh, uh, from, from scratch, right? Yeah. Yep. So I just kind of want to make sure that it's in good hands with somebody that's going to truly care about it and, you know, do a good job for the kids. And the other thing is, too, it's like I don't want to bring kids into the program and then leave. So if, if I do leave and I know that, you know, Molly or Meg takes over as the coach, that they'll be in good hands. What will, we, what will you be like in retirement, AJ? Are, are, are you, are you going to be able to stay away? or? or um... Well, you know, I told him I would be happy to um, help him out in any way I can. But hopefully I'll be surrounded by a whole bunch of grandchildren. Right, right. But um, but all of a sudden it's uh, September and the, who, who knows what year. And then Urbana has a game. You, you're, you're, your daughters are coaching. And, uh, I, I mean, you're going to go to the game, right? I mean, it, oh, it's going it, to be hard for you to stay away, right? I'll sit in the press box and send them text messages. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you'll coach from afar. Is, yeah. is that allowed, texting from the press box? I think so, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, hey, the playoffs start. I, I believe you guys have a game on uh, Monday, right? Correct. We uh, play Seneca Valley. We host them on Monday at 6 p.m. Yeah, this is the uh, three, uh, the 4A West Region 2, right? Uh, that you guys are in. Uh, so your your first game, technically you guys have a bye in the first round. All, all four of the teams in the region have a bye. You're going to play Seneca Valley. Tell us about Seneca Valley and what you might know about them. I don't really know much about Seneca Valley. Um we're just going to go out there and play our best game. Um, but I do know a little bit about the next game Yeah, uh, um, if we move on. Right, uh, Clarksburg's going to play Northwest. And I'm assuming it's going to be Clarksburg, and I know that they play a big ball-style um, game. So that is something that we've uh, worked to defend a few times this year against a couple of Frederick County teams that play that same style. Walkersville plays that way. Oakdale plays that way. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited for the challenge. Um, we, ha we didn't get a chance to play Clarksburg um, this season, but we did play them in 2019. So we're looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, Ur Ur Urbana, the top seed in the region, Clarksburg, the two seed, Northwest, the, the three in Seneca Valley, Urbana's opponent on Monday, uh, the four seed. And then you guys go on to the state quarterfinals, is it? Correct. Quarterfinals will be Friday. Qu quarterfinals will, uh, will be Friday the 5th. And then the semifinals are the ninth, and then um, if you guys keep winning, you'll be you'll be in the state final on November the thirteenth. I, I I believe I have that uh, date correct. So, 
when you were setting up your schedule, what what sort of things did you have in mind? I mean, do you want you wanted your team to be ready for the playoffs, and I'm sure you set up your schedule with, with that in with that in mind. Yes. So we have we had two really tough out of county games this year with Liberty and BCC. Um, both of which we came up short, but they were great games to help us learn. Um, they exposed our weaknesses. Um, they exposed our strengths. And so um, they were two really good opponents for us to help us kind of see where we need to be at the end of the season. Uh, yesterday we actually scrimmaged um, South Carroll, a practice scrimmage, which was really good for us. They're also a really good team um, that passes well. They play a similar style to us. So that was really nice for us to, um, you know, get a chance because, you know, we would have had a week off, um, well, actually nine days off. So it was nice to kind of um, have a little competition and just see where, you know, where we are. We also scrimmaged them earlier in the season, so it was nice to be able to compare. All right. You guys are in 4A. Who are the other teams to beat in 4A? Uh, I know Churchill's going to be really good. Um, we played them in 2019, and that was our only loss in season. Um, they play really nice passing game. Uh, they play on a Bermuda grass field there at Churchill. They're well coached. Um, so, you know, and some of the other areas, um, Severna Park is always a powerhouse and South River. So it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Uh, do you get do you get a chance to get out and scout a little bit when, on on days where you don't have games and stuff? No, or? but we're hoping to be able to, you know, find some live stream. Yeah. And um, maybe be able to, you know, watch some film and, you know, see what they got and see what we need to do to adjust. Right. Is, is this group ready to win, win a state title? This group is ready. They're very um, – they play with a purpose. And um, when they're focused on what they need to do on the field, um, you know, they're very – they're a very talented group. So – did, did you think they were ready at the start of the season, or were, were you not sure? I don't think they were ready at the start of the season, but I think that, you know, as we've gone on, they have improved game after game, week after week. Uh, on Monday at Urbana High School, uh, the Hawks will host uh, Seneca Valley, like like we said, in the uh, region semifinals, the uh, 4A West uh, Region 2 semifinals. What time's the game, AJ, for people that want to come out and see uh, it? 6 p.m. All right, 6 p.m., Urbana High School, the Hawks in Seneca Valley. The winner goes on uh, to the region final uh, to play uh, Clarksburg or Northwest, and that game would be uh, Friday or the following Friday? No, that game will be Wednesday. Or Wednesday. So you play play Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. Yep. On the turf field at Urbana. So so check them out uh, if you're interested in some field hockey, Urbana field hockey, um, uh, making a – we're hoping to make another run at a state title. AJ, we really appreciate you coming in, and, and uh, we wish you guys all the best going forward. All right. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, thanks to uh, Graham Cullen, uh, to John Cannon, uh, for our look around of the county sports scene. And thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of The Final Score. Uh, we'll have the Mount men's basketball team on next week, so stay tuned for that. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.